It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Joining us live right now is a top lawyer, perhaps the top lawyer, constitutional lawyer in the country, and that is the great Alan Dershowitz. He's joining us via telephone. And Mr. Katsimatidis, I, I turn it right back to you for the first question well, here. I just want to say welcome, Alan Dershowitz, and it's always good to hear your voice. And I'm going to turn it over to uh, Judge Richard Weinberg to to to. to to start the conversation. What, what, what's the big, uh, the big? Uh, well, the two, the two, the two, the two things. Uh, we can talk about the State of the Union in a moment, yeah. Alan. But I'm really yeah. concerned about the uh, subpoena issued by the House Oversight Committee to try to get the identity of the purchasers of the Hunter Biden paintings, and they're refusing to do it, Alan, because they say it's contrary to the. Uh, procedures of the White House and the understandings of the White House. What do you say about that? Does that supersede the right of Congress to get f- true information about who the sources of this funding are, these $500,000 well, paintings? These are great, great issues, and it's coming up in two contexts, in the Hunter Biden context, but it's also coming up. I had a piece in the Wall Street Journal last week. The House should be subpoenaing Politico magazine to ask the journalist. Who gave him the leaked Supreme Court decision? And, um, and, and then it'll have to go to court. And the courts in both of these cases is going to have to determine whether or not the privilege supersedes the need to get the information. And I think the privilege sometimes has gone too far. For example, in the Supreme Court case, the person who did the leak wasn't revealing government misconduct. The only misconduct was his misconduct. The government was behaving perfectly. They were rendering a decision. I didn't agree with the decision, but that's their job. And so I don't think this leaker particularly deserves any protection. But I think we're going to see both of these cases come before the courts. And I suspect we're going to see a cutting back of the privilege and more. Alan, this this, this situation with Hunter Biden selling paintings for Five hundred thousand yeah, dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars. It, I mean, to and me, you don't know who the source look, is of the money. To, to me, wait a second. I mean, to me, what what American person says it's not a bribe? Well, what's that funny, is a bribe. The Treasury Department every year puts out an annual report, and one of their big concerns is money laundering via art. Because it's yeah. always in the eye of the beholder. They can sell one piece for a half a million today and ten million tomorrow. So let me tell you what I did last week. I was online. I do a lot of auction stuff. And I saw a doodle, a doodle done by Franklin Delano Roosevelt of Al Smith. They were in the same room and they were talking about who's going to run for president in 1932. And Roosevelt makes a doodle, just an ordinary, like four line doodle of Al Smith. Guess how much I paid for it? $15,000. Fifty dollars. That's exactly what I paid for. You overbid me. I I was bidding against you. (laughs) You were bidding against me. Yes. I love fifteen thousand dollars is worth it. I wasn't going to pay above fourteen. It's worth it. What is Hunter Allen objectively? Hunter Biden, a great artist, a half a million dollars. Fifteen dollars for a Hunter Biden picture. Yeah. And and why won't they reveal the names of the purchasers? And how dare the White House say they have a protocol that? supersedes the House subpoena power. Just a cover-up like everything else. that's not true. The separation of powers doesn't give the White House more authority than Congress. Look, a lot of people are going to be upset because Congress is now in the hands of Republicans, and they may very well abuse that power as the Democrats abused it in the January 6th committee. We live in a nation of abusers, of abuse. Every It's gotten worse. It's gotten worse. 
abuses their power. And so I, I, I think the fact that it's now Republican will affect how some people feel about this. If the shoe were on the other foot, if this were the Democrats subpoenaing something about Republicans, I think we'd see different attitudes uh, that, that prevail. But, you know, these are great and important issues that we're going to have to keep following. Professor, this is Craig Eaton. I mean, it's just another example of manipulation of the law to protect yeah. Hunter Biden. I mean, look at all the other protections that the law and the White House have given him over the over the last two years. I mean, this guy, all the things that he's done, and yet he's not been under investigation, not convicted of anything. It's I mean, got to stop. Not even it's got to stop. I don't want to convict him, but I want to investigate. Of course, yeah. and, we're, and we what's going? Why does it take four years, Alan? For the U.S. attorney in Delaware, in Delaware. to do anything well, with respect to well, Delaware. Let's wait and see. Let's not jump to Let's wait and see. He may be very thorough, and he may come up with a very good <clears throat> report. I don't know. I'm looking forward to the State of the Union message tonight. I may be at the center on this show. But, you know, I voted for Biden. I voted for him not because I thought he'd be a great president or because he's a great orator or because he transformed the country. I voted for him because— I just thought he might help restore some degree of normalcy and uh, centrality and common sense and uh, are, you, are you disappointed? The presidency. You know, I I think he's what I expected. Uh, you know, he's not he's not the most brilliant. He's not the the most charismatic. But I think he's done his job, and I think he has the right tonight to be proud of some of the things he's done. He'll be questioned very hard about many, many things, and there'll be an opportunity to rebut it. But no, I, I don't regret my vote. The only vote I ever regret was voting for Barack Obama um, when he when he ran for the second time. Um, and I, I, I shouldn't have voted for him the second time. His second term was a disaster for foreign policy. Um, but that was the only vote I ever regretted. Who is really running... The White House, they said a lot of people, a lot of Democrats are saying Barack Obama still has a lot to say about it. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. They were very close. But I think Biden wants to be his own his own person. Look, if Hillary Clinton had been elected, everybody would be asking who's running the White House. Is it Bill Clinton? Um, the White House is a very complicated case. You know, I've been there a lot and and it's very it's, it's very complex. No one person runs it. Certainly no one personally, Joe Biden, because he doesn't have the kind of charisma that, say, a John Kennedy had or even a Bill Clinton had um, to be able to control and dominate. So I think it's diffuse and diverse. And, um, you know, I give him a B plus. And that's pretty high grades these days, even with great inflation uh, for um, what he replaced and how divid divided the country was. My big disappointment is he hasn't brought us closer together. I would hope that there'd be more room for compromise because he was a great compromiser when he was in the Senate. And I still think he has a chance to bring that about. So I'm hoping he delivers a tolerably good State of the Union message. I'll watch it, and I just wish him well. So, Professor Dershowitz, this is Dominic Carter. You just gave him, a Mr. Biden, a B plus. But what, yeah, what yeah. would you like to hear him say tonight? We're just a few hours from the State of the Union address. Well, I'd like to see him offer compromises. I'd like to see him offer uh, an olive branch to uh, McCarthy. I'd like to see him uh, create opportunities where both parties can serve the interests of the United States. Um, I'd like to see him make some strong statements about China. I know he will. And Russia. I know he will. Those are easy politically because almost everybody 
um, you know, is against uh, what China did with the balloon, and almost everybody's against what Russia's doing in Ukraine. And he'll talk a little bit about domestic politics, but um, I don't expect stirring rhetoric, but I hope bringing people together is, is his goal. And I would hope he wouldn't insult the other side or make provocative statements that will uh, put the other side off. I hope he can, he can try to bring us together. Tell, tell me, Alan, what else? I mean, we got a few minutes left before we have to take a break. Uh, what else are you mad as heck about? Well, I watched the film last night, one of the greatest films I've ever seen. It was called Jacques Cuse. It was a film made by Roman Polanski. I was able to see it because a friend of mine was one of the producers. Americans can't see that film. That film has been banned and censored for all Americans. If you go on YouTube, if you go on any of the things, it will say not available in the United States because Americans have canceled Roman Polanski. I don't don't like what Roman Polanski did either. But we should have a right to see his films. This is a film about the Dreyfus case. This is a film about false accusations. What could be more important? Finally, I saw it, uh, but I had to see it through a friend. But Americans shouldn't have their films or their music or their books censored because we don't like what the author may have done 30 years ago. So that's something that's really well, been... you can see the original Jacques Hughes. It's from yeah, the 1930s, oh, yeah, Alan. 1921. Yeah, of course. It was great. With a meal with... Uh, oh, what was his name? That great actor. George Arliss or Paul Muni? Which one of those? Uh, Paul Muni. Paul Paul Muni. Okay. That was the one I loved. Yeah. I own an original copy of Jacques Hughes from the original newspaper, one of the few remaining copies. You know, I collect all this stuff. And that's one of my treasures, uh, an original copy of Jacques Hughes, uh, Emile Zola's uh, defense of. um, of, of After Dreyfus. Well, thank you so much, uh, Alan oh, Dershowitz. It's always a pleasure. I love being on with you guys. It makes my day. Thank well, it, it makes my day, too, because we all, we all want to hear the truth, and we want to be fair and square and, and want the American people to, to know the truth. Thank you so much. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.